The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. <laughs> that was a very kind bugger off now, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yeah, you get if the it. closets are rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Phillipson. When have you felt happy about your body image and your weight? Has it happened or is there like a side glance as you pass a mirror and catch a glimpse of yourself and those damn unkind thoughts? Well, they just start running through your head, sucking your belly. Oh, look at your bum. Gotta tone up those legs. Check out those bat wings. I know, I know the list goes on and on. So much negative self-talk happens in limps and things that go through your mind that you'd never say either out loud or to anyone else, and yet you're telling them to yourself. Sadly, body image and body dysmorphia, it happens early for boys and for girls who then of course grow into men and women. And often they still have the same or maybe similar ticker tape running through their minds as they look at themselves at various stages of their life. Weight goes up, weight goes down, and as we get older, it tends to stay a little more up, though, because our metabolism (laughs) that's partly driven by your muscle mass decreases as you age, even if you're still out running a few times a week. So what can you do? What kind of exercise is going to keep your weight the most stable? And how can you lose what you don't want that's on your body right now? Well, I kind of think I have a simple answer for you. And my guest this week is going to help us with some how-tos. And not only just to help women going through menopause, but some men out there who also need a bit of a loving boot in the butt to get you off the couch and sort out those achy knees and all those achy hips that you kind of complain about all the time. And that's everybody, males and females, I know that. So today on Eat This with Leanne, Samantha Montpetit Quinn is going to join us once again, but this time she's going to talk about strength, balance, exercise, and some serious how-tos for weight loss. After last week's episode, which was episode 83, we heard from Robert J. Davis about supersized lies and all the tremendous research that he put into his new book. And after that, I kind of thought, because it was rather research heavy and fairly kind of headline heavy before you really get into the book. So I felt like we needed some more how to's like, let's just sort of drill down. We haven't talked about weight loss or weight management for a little while. And personally, I'm probably about five to seven pounds over my ideal weight at the moment. And I happen to know why. It is a lack of exercise. Mm. And I'm the one who says, yes, let's go out for a walk and do all those kind of things. So, okay, but aren't, aren't you nitpicking a little bit? Five to seven pounds, really? Remember, I'm a 50-year-old woman. And we're no, going to get the... We're, we're gonna, you are, stop lying to me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the damn episode about me being 50. Look anyway, out, it, her nose is growing. Get out of the way. Yeah. Well, I think I think this comes down to how you feel. It always does. Yeah. It always comes down to how you feel. Exactly. And I thought, I thought I'd share a bit of a funny story because you know that I lived in England for 15 years, right? Yep. And, and in England, your weight is talked about in stones. 
<laughs> not necessarily <laughs> right. in, in right. pounds. That is something right? that I that have. Before. Yeah, I've Googled that before going, what? 14 stone? What the heck is that? Yeah. So 14 pounds is a stone. So typically when you say, oh, I could do with losing half a stone. It doesn't quite sound quite as bad as it is. Oh, my God, I've got to lose seven pounds because that for some people, <laughs> you know, can be a little overwhelming. Sure. And whatever the number is, it's really has to come back to you. But but really what I prefer and what I'm missing right now, forget about the numbers. I just happen to know that, you know, kind of roughly how my clothes feel. That's what it is. I don't even own a scale. So I'm really guessing that it's about five to seven pounds that I know things would just fit a little differently. And that's all. But what I really miss is that I'm not feeling strong. That's what I really love about exercising and having a regular routine. And over the past months, I've got out of my routine of like daily walking as much as I had my pretty much daily yoga practice and throwing in a workout with some weights a couple of times a week. Well, it's just not happening anymore. And we always go through these different cycles. You're really on it and then you're off it and that's okay. But I think the important thing is, is that I recognize that, you know, I'm just getting a little bit more puffed out when I'm doing things and I don't feel like my stamina is where it is. So that's a good time to do something about it before it just gets worse. When I'm not really feeling that strong and sure, there's a little more tightness in my pants or my shorts, but Really, when my muscles are toned and I know that I can, you know, run a do a quick sprint to the corner or or really just run up the stairs really fast or while I've been out sailing lately, just kind of jump into whatever I need to do and get those sails trimmed really quick and not be super puffed out. (laughs) My heart rate go through the roof really quick. It feels better. So at the moment, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm feeling pretty out of shape. There you go. I've said it. And many of you might also say. Oh, yeah, I totally get that. So I manage most of my eating and kind of, you know, navigating my weight, putting on pounds, taking off pounds. I mean, I'm not like I said, I don't have a scale, so I'm not that worried about it. But I do follow intermittent fasting and for the most part, kind of eat a bit of a paleo diet. If I had to categorize, you know, paleo Mediterranean type style is really what I kind of tend to do. I think I might feel just stronger if I had my exercise routine and maybe a little bit, let's say that half a stone lighter, but it's not so much about that. It's about the overall benefits of hitting the gym, going to a rowing class, a run, or, you know, just knowing that my body can do a lot more than it feels right now. Another thing I wanted to talk about today is just wanted to drill down that there is the physical side of things and that knock on effect to the emotional aspects of exercise and then the side benefit of maybe some weight loss. As I was thinking about this and and putting this episode together, the first person that I thought to talk to is a colleague of mine and also a great friend who's been in the business for years. And I thought, "Mm, I want to know how to be strong on the outside, you know, the biceps, the quads, all of that. But then also the inside strength of self-esteem that's really foundational at this place as well. So please join me in welcoming Samantha Montpetit-Twin, the founder of Sam Core Trainer and the creator of Strong Body, Strong Core Academy, the most comprehensive online health management program available for women, that's her focus, 40 plus. For well over 20 years, Sam has helping women, mothers through all stages of life, pregnancy, postpartum, all the way through to menopause, that's more of her focus at the moment and beyond. Welcome, Sam, to Eat This with Leanne. And this is the second time that you've been on now. But still, for those people that maybe didn't hear your last episode, can you tell us a little bit about your area of expertise, how long you've been doing what you're doing, and how you help people with their fitness and weight loss goals? Hey, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here again. I've been in the fitness industry for two decades now, which I feel like a little bit of a dinosaur saying that, but, um, you know, I recently received an award from my colleagues, from my peers for specialty presenter of the year. And I was like, wow, you know, finally after 20 years, I'm being recognized, but 
you know, it's, it's, it's flown by. And, um, I mean, I've been in fitness since I was 18. I joined my first gym gym when I was 18. It really was because I just wanted to feel confident and strong. And then I just, I grew this attachment to the strength room and I was like, wow, I love this lifting heavy and muscles. And I was all over it. Um, but then I decided to be a personal trainer, um, when my daughter was born 20 years ago. And so I started off my business, um, focusing more on pre and postnatal because that was the stage of life that I was in. And because that's what I was experiencing, I was like, okay, well, it totally makes sense that I should teach what I'm going through because I can empathize with my clients. Right. So it was pre and postnatal for a while. And then that very quickly morphed into more rehab and core. So there's a condition called diastasis recti when the abdominal wall separates during pregnancy. And it's a very normal part of pregnancy. So I decided I'm going to specialize that and pelvic health. And then I met, you know, two women and then I created a, a business and then I wrote a book and then I created some courses and now I teach. Um, but now that again, my life has, you know, changed. I just dropped my daughter off at her second year of university. And um, I can't believe I just said that without crying. Well, now I'm focusing more on menopause because I'm going to be 51 in December. And, and even though I have no way to know, and uh, the reason why I'll share with my um, total transparency here for you listeners is I had a hysterectomy and I was 43. So I don't have the standard way of knowing if I'm really going through menopause or not. Right. But there's, you know, there's certainly other symptoms that I'd had and I've been able to so far touch wood, manage it pretty well. I'm coming, going through it pretty unscathed so far, but I figured again, because I, I'm a fitness instructor and even my, um, uh, my body is changing, you know, and, and I feel, and maybe a lot of people will think, you know, well, you look at you and you know, all the things, even I am going through different things that I need to focus on, uh, this more with my clients. Cause again, I'm in a place where I can empathize. So, and it's funny that you should say weight loss. Cause even from the beginning of my career, that was never an initial goal of mine, even though no question. That was a goal for most of my clients. It right. was more about building strength. What makes you feel good? Let's improve your energy. And then the weight loss is just a byproduct of that. Um, because we know, I mean, you know, you're a nutritionist, like the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar industry for a reason, because in my personal opinion, it's very toxic. It um, perpetuates a lot of unhealthy habits ridiculous promises and things that people just can't sustain. And mm-hmm. so when people measure their worth by a number on the scale, I just, I go crazy. So I really approach it from a different way. And when they focus on what just makes them feel good, then yes, if the weight is meant to come off, it comes off. Right. So I'm indirectly a weight loss coach, but I would never, never say I was ever. Interesting. So what is it, what is it that you see coming at it from the fitness perspective that you, that you know, makes such a difference from having done this for such a long time? Is it mindset? Is it, as you mentioned, confidence? Is it that, of course, the byproduct can be losing, can be losing weight, but I mean, can we go as deep as it really affects self-esteem. Like, is that the really fitness has a direct path to improving your self-esteem? Do you see that with your clients? Again, going back to just for a second, weight loss, people come to me and they say, you know, I'm doing all this. I'm working hard. I'm doing all these things. It's like, okay, well, number one, we know, and you know that like 80% of weight loss is food. So you can work out to the cows come bone, but we all know that term, but you can't out exercise a bad diet. Um, You're exercising just to feel good, right? Just to feel your muscles work, to feel strong. Like when I get a woman who's never done a push-up and she can finish doing 10 full push-ups, she feels like she walks out of her house. Like she's the queen, right? Like she's Beyonce, like, put on my, you know, put on my crown. Don't anybody stand in my way. And that's why we exercise. And we also exercise. So, you know, we can just get out of bed and not feel like we're 80 pounds that we can bend over and not worry that we're going to throw out our back. Right. Right. Because all of these things really start to sneak up on you during, you know, perimenopause and menopause because all the changes in hormones and the muscle loss becomes more rapid. So if you don't do strength training and, you know, like, 
if I always say to people, if you've got a choice, if you've got 30 minutes in a day and you've got a choice between cardio and strength, always choose strength. Wow. Because I mean, you can go for a walk and I'm not discounting the importance of cardiovascular health, obviously, but if you're already walking back and forth to the bus or walking your dog at a, you know, not walking my dogs who pee on every blade of grass, but like <laughs> going, going for like an efficient walk, use that 30 minutes to, of dedicated time for exercise and lift some weight. You are going to feel so amazing. And you know, what's really cool is when my clients will send me a picture of them doing a bicep curl. And they're like, oh my God, I can see the bicep. I can see the shade. Like it just gives them this boost of confidence they've never had. And with, with boost of confidence, what happens? Then they start feeling more sexy. They have increased libido. And it's like, they're like, who am I? Right. Wow. And it's all because they started exercising and, and, boosting their confidence and, and not feeling that they have to rely on other people to do things. They're like, I got this. And I know you predominantly work with women, but because Eat This has a lot of male listeners as well, mm-hmm. then, you know, this would really affect self-esteem of any guy out there too, not, let alone all of the aches and pains and the sore knees or hips or, or whatever. And of course you mentioned libido, you know, do you yeah. see that too? Has we seen a correlation there? Well, you know, it's very funny that you should say that because no, I don't work with men at all. And okay. every once in a while, when I used to do it, my in-home um, company, when I would go into in-home, sometimes like the husband, I would take the husband on as the client. Right. But I was on a different podcast this was about eight months ago um, with another gentleman who was talking about, because when we think about to- toxicity in, in the diet industry and weight loss and all that, we always talk about women right? And we talk about body dysmorphia and body positive, all that stuff. And he goes, and you have no idea how toxic it is in the male audience, but they don't talk about that because Mm. I guess, you know, there's ego there and all this other things. He goes, it is just as rampant and bad and toxic there. This idea that if you don't have a six pack, you don't have huge pecs and you don't have quads that are like busting through your jeans. You're somehow like this little meek person. So absolutely strength training for anybody is going to make you feel confident and make you feel good because you know, you're, you're releasing endorphins, which just make you feel good and, and, and help to improve your mood. So of course that would be a bar product of whether you're a man or a woman, but I thought that was really interesting that he said in the male fitness industry, he goes, it's just as bad. He goes, we just don't talk about it though. Cause our egos are too big to even admit it. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Can you like, let's just jump right to it. Then can you talk us through why strength training and balance work? That's something that you've mentioned to me before is so important during menopause. And then, you know, I can only imagine, again, it's just as important for men as for women. With menopause in particular, so perimenopause and menopause, we start noticing significant shifts in hormones, um, primarily estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. And so testosterone, not testosterone, sorry about that. Um, And this affects just our our metabolic rate, um, the rate of which we can um, use food as fuel, primarily sugar. Uh, We become more insulin resistant. There's this whole kind of pattern. Um, I'm not going to get too much into that, but We also, so starting at about in our mid thirties, we start losing muscle. Okay. It's just a natural, that's just our natural anatomy. We start losing muscle. I think it's like two to 3% of, I don't know, a decade or something like that. But once you hit 40, um, between 50, it really starts to increase. Once you hit 50, you actually start losing muscle faster than you can create it. Wow. It really becomes rampant. And we know that the more muscle mass we have, mm-hmm. the more calories we burn at rest, right. right? We're just a more efficient machine, our metabolism working more efficiently. So when we're just sitting down there watching, like binge watching Netflix, our, our metabolism is revving because we have more muscle on our body. Got it. So this is why when menopause happens and we're starting to lose muscle even faster, if we're not strength training, of course, it's going to have a direct impact on our metabolism. And then you wonder why, oh, why am I gaining weight? Right. And there's been this 
I can't like I've been doing this for 20 years and you've known me long enough that I've been screaming from the rooftop since the very beginning because I lifted weights and I lifted heavy weights when I was pregnant, when it wasn't the, like now it's definitely more acceptable and it's understood. But I was doing it back then when people were like, like I would go to the gym. I was seven months pregnant. People were like, are, are you okay? Are, are, are you allowed to be here? And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. right. This was while you were pregnant. This is when I was pregnant. Right. They're like, you're not supposed to lift weight. And I remember thinking, okay, so wait a second. So what do the pregnant women do who have toddlers? Do they not pick up their children? Yeah. Somehow that's different. Right. But strength training has always been a part of my life. But but back then it was like, oh, you don't lift anything heavier than five pounds. And there's people out there that still believe that. So I will start working with my clients online and I'll say to them, well, what equipment do you have? Well, I've got a set of three pounds and a set of five pounds. I'm like, okay, well, when are you going to get like the 10, 15s and the 20s? Wow. Really? Right. And like, well, I mean, what is, what is five pounds? That's a really heavy can of soup. I don't know. But how is that going to help train you for life? If you have to move a piece of furniture, you've got to, maybe you're moving boxes, like just things in life are much heavier than five pounds. Right. Right. And so it's so important, especially during menopause that we continue to lift heavy, obviously, safe safely and with proper form because otherwise it directly impacts your metabolism and you do lose and you start gaining weight now i'm not saying that because i said it earlier you know that if if you lift very heavy that you're not going to gain weight i'm not i'm not well maybe not as rapidly but and we know that 80 percent of weight loss is food but you're definitely going to slow down the process and you're also and also by changing the way you eat maybe you don't gain anything at all and you just maintain what you're doing. It's really, really important. And as far as the balance, how many of us know um, seniors, maybe even our grandmothers or our aunts or something who, oh, she fell, she slipped, she, she sprained her ankle, she did this. We start losing our ability to balance and it's totally correlated with our brain function. And so if we don't start working balance now, and I did this, I've been doing this since I was pregnant. Elaborate on, on balance, what you mean about that, Sam. When you start losing balance, because when our, our, our brains start to slow down, we start losing the ability to actually balance and see where we are in the world. So okay. standing up, standing so, up straight so, and not feeling like you're sideways. Is that what you yeah, and just okay. and Yes. And so doing balance training, for example, standing on one leg. So I'll have somebody standing at the kitchen ah. counter. You're cutting vegetables, just stand on one leg. But balance training should always be part of your exercise programming. Because when you do that, the brain turns on more. It's more focused, right? Mm. You are going down the stairs, doing something that, you know, because we don't live in a flat world. We live in a very imbalanced world. That means we need to train our bodies to to be able to incorporate that imbalance, right? And so if we bring balance training into our workouts, you're most likely to, oh, I rolled my ankle off the side of a curb. Oh, I stepped down and and I threw my knee out. Oh, I fell down here. Because also when you are, um, when you're training balance, especially when you're standing, um, all the small muscles, so all the small little supportive muscles, not the big muscles, but all the small, small supportive muscles around your ankle, they become strong. So now you've got the stability from doing the balance that also helps you. And it just avoids potential injury down the road. Okay. So other than standing, I love that you said while you're chopping your vegetables at the counter, give us some examples of other balance uh, ways to do this balance training, if that's the right way to say it. Okay. So you could do, well, a lot of it is actually standing on one leg. So um, you could be doing something like um, uh, doing a wall sit. And then you would lift up one foot. Okay. So a wall sit is when your back is up against the wall, your yeah. legs, you go ahead. <laughs> you're the trainer. <laughs> so yeah, so you're standing up against the wall. Their back is against the wall. You slide your bum down yeah. until your, to your thighs are approximate. They're about parallel to the floor. But again, okay. you work with your own range of motion and you want to make sure that your ankles are right below your knees. Right. So you're, you're like, you're like a chair, like your body actually looks like a chair. Got it. Okay. Yep. Then you lift up one foot. 
lift it right up or kind of just go up oh, onto your I toes? Lift it, I would only lift it up maybe one or two inches. Okay. Got it. Okay. So not only now have you worked balance, but now you're working core. And I'm, I'm actually glad that I said that because whenever you work balance, your core automatically turns on as well. Mm. Because it has to help stabilize you from the inside out. Okay. There's another, what's so important about our core? Well, the core is our foundation. Even though our feet are the foundation of our skeletal system, like standing yeah. up. So if you've got really bad feet, you know, you want to make sure everything's aligned. Yeah. Your feet are aligned, your knees are aligned and hips and blah, blah, blah. But from the inside, you really want to make sure your core is functioning properly. So your core has four parts, your diaphragm, which is your breathing muscle your transverse abdominus, which is your deepest abdominal muscles, your multifidus, which are your deep spinal muscles, and then your pelvic floor. We call this the core four. Mm -hmm. And your pelvic floor actually is the foundation of your core. Right. So if your pelvic floor is not working optimally, it affects everything else above. So not only, I mean, the most common pelvic floor dysfunction is incontinence. So that's leaking of urine yep. when you're not sitting on a toilet. And you can also have hip pain, back pain, pelvic pain, right? Because, because of the core is the foundation, we need to make sure that's working optimally so everything else can work the way it's supposed to. It's almost like um, gears on a machine. Okay. So if one part isn't working well, the other parts get stuck. Yeah, it's going to knock on, have that knock on effect. And also I would say if your core is not strong and you have the sore back, then you don't feel like working out or doing a wall sit, lifting one leg and trying to get yourself some 10 pound weights to do something with because you actually think it's going to make it worse when it's probably going to actually make it better. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Like. I remember having a client about a year ago who she hurt her back and she goes, right. I'm sitting down and I'm taking some uh, uh, anti-inflammatories. I said, that's fine. I said, I said, once those anti-inflammatories kick in, I said, I need you to get off that couch and go for a walk. And she was like, oh no, whenever my back goes out, I lay down. I'm like, that is the worst thing you can do. The so worst. counterintuitive for so many people who just think I can't do I can't work out. I can't go for a walk. I can't, I can't, I have to rest. I have to rest. I have to rest. So there must be some fine line there where people are not hauling themselves off the couch. You know, if you've got a bulging disc or something like that, and you're yes. being seen, you know, you're dealing with this with your doctor, then of yes. course, no, you got to follow those kind of things. But yeah. however, if there's something off, then sounds like, yeah, Sam's saying, get off the couch, please. And just so you know, the way muscles work, people, when you don't use them, you lose them. That's probably yes. sticker worthy. Exactly. Like this should be like a flashing, like when you, when you post this, this podcast, that should be like a flashing emblem or something. Yeah. When you sit, when you sit for long periods of time, your glutes become inhibited. That's why when you stand up, you're like, oh, why is my butt sore? And why does my back hurt? Because everything shuts down. It's the same thing when you're lying down because you've hurt your back. Sure, at the, in the moment, it, you feel relief. But just like Leanne said, unless you do have like a bulging or a herniated disc or some like actual injury, the yeah. worst thing you can do is just sit and do nothing because your muscles will, they, they will start to just kind of waste away. I hate to say right. that, but that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then especially when we're talking about menopause, it's already happening. Yeah. So why would you exacerbate that by doing nothing? I can hear little light bulbs going on in some listeners' uh, minds. And, and one of my longtime clients, actually, who still is is really struggling with losing even just a few pounds. Like all the symptoms have improved that we initially initially dealt with, you know, improved sleep and, and all sorts of things, but still the weight is not coming off. And I've always, always um, wondered, especially, you know, there's so many other things that happen when you do actually lift weights of any, you know, five pounds or 10 pounds, but, I don't, I really don't think that it, it's like a normal way of thinking about things is my muscles are not strong enough. You know, if you go and touch your arm and it's sort of all very soft and which is kind of feels lovely, but if you've got that, what's it called? The bat wings or something like that, you know, can women and even men to a certain extent do something about those kind of things by picking up some weights, starting a program or, you know, I'll ask about that in a minute, but 
Is that going to make, that's going to make a difference? Absolutely. It's going to make a difference. And we also have to appreciate too, if they are later in life, like again, menopause, right? Yep. It's, we are dealing with muscle, but we're also dealing with like elasticity and skin. So sometimes that's just skin and there's only so much you can work with. Right. Yeah. But that's another beautiful thing about strength training people is you get to literally change the shape of your body. Wow. Right. Cardio is not going to do that. Weight loss is not going to do that. You typically just lose weight where, you know, your body physiologically is going to want to lose it first. But if you're maybe you're somebody who's very bottom heavy and you want to create more of an hourglass and you want to do more upper body work to help give that visual, because um, it's it's pretty hard to like really shrink your bottom if that's just the way your genetic makeup, right? Right. But strength training, like there's so many great things you could do to literally change the way it looks. And mm-hmm. so it becomes... When people get that um, feeling, that empowerment, it becomes a lot less about weight loss and like, look at me, I've got a booty. Look at me, I've got a bicep. Look at me, right? Like I've got a waist, like where the hell did that come from? And they stop focusing so much on the scale, which is pretty amazing. And also they stop, as I said off the top, they stop kind of walking by the mirror going, ooh, yeah, could do with that, you know, droopy this or, you know, my belly's hanging out or whatever it happens to be, our our negative self-talk that we have about ourselves all the time, which is so damaging because the things we think about ourselves, we very often would never say to anyone else. And yet it's going through our minds all the time. So it sounds like this kind of thing really could crowd that out, which I think would be so powerful. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutWrite.com or LeannePhillipson.com. So in you, you're talking about strength training and I can only imagine that anyone listening right now thinks, okay, 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 I get it. I got to do, you know, I got to do something with the weights, but how? You know, I'm someone who always gets stuck on the how. Do I need to go to a gym? Do I need to find someone like yourself, Sam, to train? Can I fire up one of those million videos that have all come, you know, they were probably there before, but we know about them a lot more, um, you know, from uh, from being at home during all of these, um, all of these months or year. What do you suggest? Your body yep. is the best machine you got. Got it. Right? People overcomplicate it. Just like I find that people overcomplicate weight loss. Don't complicate it. You have got the most efficient machine, which is your body. Just learn how to use it properly. So for example, the squat is probably one of the most functional movements of our life. So when right. people say, I can't squat because my knees hurt, I'm like, okay, you're 45 years old. You have at least another 45 to go. Let's be optimistic. Right. If you never squat again, how are you going to get out of bed? How are you going to get off and on a toilet? How are you going to get in and out of your car? How are you going to do that? You're going to like, what are you going to do? You're only 45 years old, Mm -hmm. right? So if you do have injuries, I would definitely say, get those addressed first. Find out what the actual injury is. But in my experience, because again, as my career has morphed, a lot of injuries are just from lack of movement. Yeah, lack of exercise, lack of strength. It's amazing, isn't it? It's from sitting too much. You're sitting too much. So, of course, every time you get up, your body's going, what in the world are you doing? I like to sit for eight or 10 hours. You want to squat? We don't do that. Now, I'm not saying move through the pain. I'm not saying that. But now, if it's something that really is debilitating, then absolutely get it assessed. But it's something that's just like nagging you and it's bugging you. You have to find ways to go through the motion, but work within your range of motion. So for example, you know, if I give somebody a squat and they, they see a video of me and I'm going at a 90 degree angle, they're like, I can't go that deep. I'm like, then don't, if you can only go 10%, go 10%, work within your range of motion. And over time you will get stronger because your body's going to get used to it and go, Oh, this is what we do now. We don't just sit for eight or 10 hours a day. Right. But the thing is, is like what you said earlier about your client who's like, she's doing all the things and there's just this last thing, like she can't quite, it is all mindset. And that's when I work with my clients, it's a very comprehensive program. And I would have to tell you the exercise and nutrition is the last, is the least part, even though I want people to move. Absolutely. And I want people to eat well, of course, but if they can't get out of their head, all of it is all temporary. And that's why, again, 
diets don't work because it's in such short terms and people are measuring their food, they're weighing their food, they're counting their calories, they're doing all the things. How long is that sustainable if you don't actually believe that you're worth it and your value and and the the work that you're putting into it and that you deserve it? So starting with simple exercises, like just doing chair squats. So literally I'll give people, and this is usually what I give, because I would say a good two thirds of my clients have some sort of injury. So whether that's knee, hip, back, my shoulder, my every, whatever, and it's usually from lack of movement, I'll tell them to stand in front of a chair with their back facing a chair as if they're going to sit down. And I'll tell them to put their hands behind their head and they're going to sit down in the chair and then they're going to hinge forward, drive the weight into their heels, and they're going to stand up. And then they're going to sit down and hinge forward, drive their weight into their heels and stand up. And they have to do that eight to 12 times. When I first give it to them, they're like, wow, you're telling me just to sit down and get up? It's like, yeah. Why? Well, that's not really an exercise. Yeah, it is when you do it eight to 12 times because you just do it once and then you sit down and you might not even pay attention. You might grab the the table to sit down or get some, you know, you use the, the handles to push yourself up. This is all about using your body the way it should be. So let's have another example. I love that sit down on the chair and stand up. What else can listeners do? So another thing that people say to me is getting off and on the floor. So like I get on the floor and I can't get up. What do I do? So they're sitting cross-legged on the floor, for example. So what I'll tell them to do is I'll tell them to go on all fours. Then they're going to take one foot and put it up. So say I'm going to use my right leg as an example. They're going to take one foot. They're going to put it up under their right knee. And then now they're going to place their hands on their right thigh. Yes. Okay. So their, their left shin is still on the floor as if they were on all fours. And now their right foot is under their right knee and they're, they're kneeling on their left, on their left knee. Right. Got it. They're going to hinge forward. They're going to press all of the weight. They're going to press their hand, all of the weight into the front thigh, and they're going to push off to a standing position. Got it. Okay. And then they're going to do the same thing to get down. So that, so people might think, well, that's not strength training. Yes, it is. If you can't get off the floor, this is a very basic functional movement that you should be able to do. You don't want it, especially if you live by yourself. And what if you fall? How are you going to get up? What are you going to call? Yeah. (laughs) What most people do is they use everything else other than their legs to get off the floor. And it becomes almost like this big circus act. And it's like our legs are the biggest (laughs) muscles in our body. We should be able to use them efficiently, but because again, sitting so much, our glutes aren't working and we're using our back to stand up and we're like, we're using our back to lift things off the floor. Like if you're bending over to pick something off the floor, you should be squatting, picking it up and then coming out of that squat, not bending at the hips and wondering why you threw your back out. Deadlift type thing going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could do a deadlift if you trained properly for it. And that's another one that actually is quite a functional movement, especially for a mom who's putting her baby in and out of a crib. That's a deadlift. Right. Yeah. These are all really functional things that we do every day. How about like some sort of carrying shopping type of thing? Like, could you do bicep curl with your shopping on or something? So you know what? There's actually an exercise called the farmer's walk where, so if you ever go into a gym and you see these you know big guys walking around carrying dumbbells in each hand and they're just yep. walking around and like, what are they doing? Why are they walking around just like with these and they're carrying really heavy? What they're doing is they're, they're, they're strengthening their shoulders, they're strengthening their traps, but most of all, they're strengthening their grip and their forearms. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. that would be a perfect exercise for you walking around with grocery bags. You're trying to get the grocery bags from the store to your car. So at home, you could fill up bags on either side, like try to be as even weight as possible and walk around with them with your arms straight on your side. You're not going to bring your shoulders up around your ears. So keep your shoulders away from your ears and you're just going to walk around until they're fatigued and then put them down. And then try that a couple times again. It's called a farmer's walk and you can Google it, but it's a really great way to um, strengthen your grip and your forearms to have that ability to still carry heavy groceries. Because again, you know, especially if you're a woman who works really, really hard in every other aspect of your life. So you're working hard in your job, you're working hard taking care of others, 
you know what? It's not fair if you let yourself go and then, you know, start having to depend on other people to care for you. Oh, this is such wisdom, Sam. Really, thank you so much. So how can you've given us such such a lovely sneak peek into everything that I know that you do and you're very active on social media. So how can our listeners find about anything that you've got on offer? Is there anything up that those that are listening to this is the release of at the end of August of 2021? Because, of course, people find this podcast at any old time. So I'm just putting a date stamp on that so people know what you've got coming up shortly who are listening to this and also to the radio show Eat This with Leanne. So let us know so we can on your bandwagon with you. Okay, well, funny you should ask on (laughs) September 2nd. I just love such a coincidence. Um, September 2nd, I'm actually offering a free masterclass called Mm -hmm. Menopause Hacks for Health. And what I shared with you were just a few uh, tidbits, but I'm really going to be talking about all the things, or at least the things that I've experienced and what my clients have been experiencing with their journey, let's say, air quotes, um, with menopause, which is, you know, I'm going to be talking about exercise, we talk about nutrition, stress relief, which is a huge one. For those of you who are listening right now, um, stress is probably like the number one thing you need to focus on in order for everything else to fall into place. Um, sleep habits and then mindset. And so I'm going to be talking about that. So that is a free masterclass, September 2nd, 7 p.m. EST. And um, I'll make sure that I give you the link so you can share it. I would love to have you. It is going to be a one of a kind exclusive event just because it's something that everybody I feel again, because I'm going through it myself. So many people my age, they're like, help me. Would this be appropriate for men? as well or is this more of a women focused situation i would probably say it's going to be more women focused just you know you talk about hormones and stuff like that too right so i'm not and that's not my my area of expertise with men but i i do know that men and i always say this this even though we talk about you know one gender over the other it's it's just as appropriate for out there that love women Right. Whoever it happens to be, if it's your wife, your um, your doesn't matter who it is. It's just as appropriate for guys to be listening to this so they understand what that important woman in their life is going through. Oh, my God. Ding, ding, ding. You were literally reading my mind. I was going to say that. And you just said that. There you go. So, yes, if you've got like I'm, I'm if you yeah. love women, yeah. if yeah. you've got a woman in your life and you're wondering yeah why she feels like she's going out of her mind watch yep. the the master class and it will just give yep. you some some perspective and sympathy and be like okay now i get it honey how can i yep. support you yeah yeah fantastic yep. absolutely so men come <laughs> yes so sam just quickly why don't you just uh just share what that link is and i will put this notes on leannephillipson.com of course so that listeners can write through but if anybody is like i just gotta go there right now quick sam tell me what the link is yeah you'll find the link if you go to my instagram page at sam Trano, you'll find the link in my bio and then you can sign up right there right well thank you so much for joining me today and i'm going to be doing the the sitting down i'm going to be doing the get off off the floor i'm going to start with all of those kind of things because i've definitely got out of my usual exercise habits so thank you for that and uh, and we'll talk again real soon okay thank you so so very much i appreciate you and uh yeah thank you very much for having me and i hope everybody learned something from what i've shared and i can't wait to come back again and talk more Okay, so I don't know about you, but I'm totally motivated to sit down at my office chair with that squat that Sam mentioned to do, right? (laughs) She said, as you're sitting down or even just use your office chair to be able to do, I think, what was it, Chris, like 10 to 12 squats? Yep. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. Take, it doesn't take much. Oftentimes it's just getting the blood flowing, get the blood the blood pumping through the body through the muscle. And that's yeah. that's all that you need. 
I would even think, I mean, you know, I drink a lot of water every day, so I'm peeing a lot. So I could probably even do that for when I go to the toilet and just sit down and go, okay, let me do a squat. If I actually, you know, make it there fast enough, I tend to push it. And I'm like, ah, gotta go. Because <laughs> I'm doing too much. Maybe don't do that at, at in the office bathroom. You know, there's Leanne doing her exercise on her fancy chair. Yeah. <laughs> I'll save that for my work from home days. Perfect. But but I don't you just don't think about it. You just do it automatically. There's no intent in how you typically sit down on any kind of chair. Right. And I think what Sam was saying is as she brought the three exercises that she shared from carrying the shopping bags to even getting off the floor, like how many grunts and oh yeah when how many she you know when she said how I, she didn't use this word but how unelegant it is when you typically try and get off the floor and use anything around you to pull yourself up <laughs> it's yep. like uh yeah I've done that maybe but then again getting off the floor as I'm doing yoga and things like that well I'm on my mat so I think my brain is maybe more engaged because I'm in that mode. So, yeah, just start to think about things as you sit down on the couch at nighttime. Well, then just stand back up again and then sit down again and then stand back up again. So I love how she just brought it down to what There's your family going to wow. your family's going to be looking at you going, what, what did you forget, Dad? More ice cream? No. no. <laughs> Have you got to go back to the freezer? <laughs> I can't remember the last time I sat down on the couch. It's more of a flop at this point. It's the biggest commitment I have in my life these days is when I sit down on the, or flop down on the couch, I ain't going anywhere. Not for a little yeah. while. Once the decision is made to disengage yeah. the brain, body, muscles, so on. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you got to give me 10, 15 minutes before they re-engage. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. I totally get it. I do. Truly. So these big muscle groups that we have, like in our legs, and Sam uh, didn't quite touch on this, but definitely those big muscle groups are, you know, their foundation. She talked about our core being our foundation and making mm -hmm. sure that we have that core strength because it supports everything else. I mean, all of our organs are held up by our core, so we want to keep everything inside. So that's a really, really important thing to understand, too. So. I, I thoroughly enjoyed what she offered to us. And I know that there's so much more information, even if you just follow along on Sam's uh, Instagram or on Facebook, I'll put all those links on leannephillipson.com. And she puts out some awesome videos and really motivating things to lovingly kick your butt. Next time I sit down in my desk chair, I'm going to squat I'm going to do what she said with that hand arm strength because I live in a condo and I've got to carry all my grocery bags and all of the other bags all the way up to the 22nd floor from my car, which involves an elevator. I don't know about four doors and all that kind of stuff. So really just how she kind of brought the strength training and the balance, the balance as well is so important, especially as we get older. And yeah, like I said, I've watched her videos and how she moves around the kitchen, incorporating her strength training. So I actually remember around when I turned 50 in April, Dr. B said to me, maybe even before that, who's been on other episodes that I need to now is someone who's, you know, a female who's in perimenopause, I need to exercise every single day to keep my muscles strong. Well, that definitely has not been happening of late. It's the exercise side of it. When you hear the word exercise, everyone envisions sitting in a gym, wearing spandex, pumping it out, yeah. lots of sweating, yeah. you know, lots of grunting and moaning like that, that. But that's not what he means by exercise. No, it's movement. No. It's getting up. It's maybe taking the stairs instead of the elevator, maybe not 22 floors, but I, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, I know. Yeah. And so that's what he means by exercise, a little yeah. more movement to get the blood pumping. And I think coming at it, especially when Sam talked about the balance, right? Like as we get older and things can just knock you over easier because you don't have those. She talked about the small muscles, maybe mm. in your ankles, around your knees, around your joints that are really helping you to stay up straight and like, you know, not fall over like a like a sapling or something like that. Right. You've got that strength there. And I think that that was really key. And I also loved how she said, if you've got 30 minutes 
the number one thing to do is to go and pick up some weights. Do some strength and resistance training. And also, don't pick up the three pound or the five pounds. Pick up the 10, the 15, the 20 and use and make the most of your time. I think that's where I get tripped up because I think, oh, should I go down to the gym? Or, and now I have to book it to go to the gym, of course, because that's how you do it. Or do I drive across the city to do a rowing class, which is the best workout that I that I did last year without a doubt. And all I do is I end up putting on a, you know, a video at home and, and doing it on my, doing it on my yoga mat, but at least I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. At least I'm yep. getting onto my mat and I'm doing something. And I think that's really the key thing. Even if you give yourself 15 minutes, there's so many videos online. Sam's got some awesome, awesome videos. And then she also mentions her challenge that she's got coming up for anyone that's listening to this around August of 2021. So you can check that out also on leannephillipson.com. <laughs> I think we all need this, right? Our metabolism on fire, burning all that we eat. And it makes those cheat days that I talked about in episode 82, just a little more balanced when we've got this, this core strength, this muscle, these muscles that are like, you know, our, our internal fire where the, everything's just burning and those calories are being eaten up. So what do you do for exercise that's out there? How will what you've heard today change what you usually do? Are you going to go pick up some weights or maybe just go take the three bags of milk out of the fridge and use that on one side for some biceps. I'm not going to focus on for a run as I tend to do. No, I'm going to dust off my 10 pound weights and have the Arnica on hand because whenever you start a new exercise routine, yeah, those sore muscles, will they creep in as well. Oh, and also take some magnesium bisglycinate because what do your muscles use the most? That magnesium. So get in an Epsom salts bath if you're all stiff afterwards or whatever it is that you need. My favorite post-workout recovery drink is some Kid Boost uh, from my Take This with Leanne line, also glutamine powder. I have that in my in my water bottle when I'm doing a more of a strength training type thing or maybe doing a rowing class or something like that because it's actual fuel for your muscles. And you'll find both of those over on SproutRight.com. So please reach out on social media. Let me know what's on your mind. Let me know what you want to hear about, what questions that you have. You can rate and subscribe to Eat This with Leanne. Share this with anyone that you know that needs to hear this and all the other episodes because we're up to what 84 episodes chris so there i think we've covered a lot of the aspects of health now pretty much but there are the finer details which you guys want to know more about so we love getting your questions all of sam's links are on leannephillipson.com as always please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time <laughs>